Blog Talk Radio. people out there and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt and I hope you're having an enjoyable weekend. Thank you for tuning in to us on K-Mozart. This is truly a pet-friendly radio station with animal lovers from the top down. And speaking of animal lovers, one of my favorite animal shelter administrators will be stopping by in just a few minutes to talk about the super pet adoption event coming up at the Irvine Animal Care Center. It's Christine Franco, and she and her fellow shelter workers coordinate some pretty amazing extravaganzas to showcase adoptable pets. And super pet is probably one of the biggest. Then, after our halftime break, Tracy Quillen from PetSafe will be stopping by to talk about the growing problem with pet obesity. So stay right where you are, tuned in to K-Mozart, and we'll get started after a lightning-fast message from the station. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is Christine Franco from the Irvine Animal Care Center. Good morning, Christine, and welcome back to the Pet Place. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I always enjoy speaking with you because you have so many great things going on at the Irvine Animal Care Center. And one of the big events that you're planning right now, which is an annual event, is the Super Pet Adoption Event. How many years have you been doing that? Well, this is actually our seventh annual Super Pet Adoption, which is so amazing because every year these events just grow and grow and they're so successful that, you know, I can't believe it's been seven times already or six times and we're going on the seventh, but we're really, really looking forward to this event in June. It is really amazing. You invite shelters and rescues from all over Southern California, maybe even Northern California, to come to your shelter and bring adoptable pets. And that's kind of unheard of because I know a lot of shelters and rescues think we already have way too many animals that we're trying to place. Why would we showcase other people's animals? What's your take on that? Well, it's funny you should mention that because I just spoke to um, the Sharpay Rescue Network, and they're from Oklahoma. Wow. And I had to call the lady. I'm like, are you really coming from Oklahoma? Because that's kind of far. And she says no, but she has all her people on the ground here in California and is gathering the troops to come to the event. But, you know, Marie, it is so important in our animal world that we collaborate with other groups. You know, we all share the common goal of saving as many lives as possible and finding homes for these homeless pets. So here at Irvine, we're so fortunate to have almost four acres of beautiful park-like land. Why not open our doors and invite all of our partners and all those animal lovers out there to come and showcase their animals in hopes of finding them a home? Um, That's just something that Irvine has really prided itself on as our community partnerships and really opening our doors and doing what we can to help others. And it really is a great thing. You know, I was so impressed last year when I came to the event and saw the different groups there and and saw the visitors. I mean, you had a ton of visitors that day. Do you keep track of how many people come to events like this? Yes, we do. We have one of those little clicker things. And last year, I believe it was about 4,500 visitors came through um, the door. So, And that didn't include all the 
the volunteers and everybody that was here with their respective groups. But 4,500 people in about five hours coming to look at pets for adoption, do some shopping, and um, buy some bake sale items. So it was great. Oh, my goodness. And how many animals did you end up getting placed? You know what? It was 353 last year. It was wow. amazing. Wow. So we're really, we've always wanted to push for that 400, but you know what? Either way, whatever amount of animals we adopt out that day is more than what possibly could have happened without the event. And you know, for some of these shelters that come from all over Southern California, these animals really have limited chances at finding homes. And for some of them, it's, this is their only venue. It's their only chance. So if we can get them adopted, you know, even if it's just one or two of them and they don't have to be euthanized, the event to us is a success. Absolutely. And I know that via your third chance program, too, if somebody has difficulty placing animals from a shelter or rescue, well, a shelter that has high euthanasia statistics, a lot of times you'll open up your doors and take those animals off their hands and continue trying placement measures. Absolutely. You know, as fun and wonderful as the event is, the end of the event is very emotional for us here as we know that, you know, there's a overpopulation problem of pets in California still. So some of these pets that don't get adopted at the event, knowing that they have to go back to these higher volume shelters where there's a strong likelihood they'll be put to sleep really breaks our hearts. So we do what we can through our Third Chance for Pets program. And as long as we have donation funding available, we will take as many of those dogs and cats and keep them here at our shelter in hopes of continuing the efforts to find them a home so that they're not going back merely to be euthanized. Yeah, and that is fabulous. It's such a unique program. It's it's completely funded by the public through donations and volunteer efforts. Can you talk a little bit about how that all started and, and the success of it? Oh, absolutely. Well, it's been, I think, Gosh, close to 15 years ago now, you know, we're very fortunate that even though this is a city-run shelter, the city of Irvine really supports helping the community. So they allow us to have this program, um, and as long as we can fund it through donations, um, we can bring in animals from the higher-volume shelters, um, sometimes known as the higher-kill shelters, here for adoption. So what we do um, is weekly we get requests from the shelters, you know, when they're full, saying, hey, can you help? And we just merely go through pictures and depending on how many kennels we have and depending on what our budget is, you know, it does cost us about $6.73 per animal per day. So we have to be very mindful um, of the animals we pick because once they get here, we have to start raising those funds to make sure we can maintain them while they're here. How can somebody donate to make sure that the program continues to be so successful? Oh, definitely. Through our online website at irvineshelter.org, they can mail us checks, they can come in and just designate their donation for our third chance program. And what we do is we can earmark that money and set it aside, and we know every month how much money we have to spend. And right now we're averaging about fifteen dollars to $20,000 a month on third chance care because the important thing to remember is that we don't put animals to sleep here for time or space. So when we're bringing in those animals, we will keep them here as long as they're healthy, as long as they're friendly, until we find that home. Sometimes it takes just a couple days, and sometimes it could take us up to a few weeks or a couple months. And that's a wonderful thing, and I'm so glad that you are able to explain it. I want to get back now to Super Pet Adoption Event. If somebody is from a shelter or rescue and they're just now hearing this on the radio, do you still have space for anybody else to come in and set up shop for the day? 
Yes, we do. We are still taking reservations until the 15th of May, and they can go to our website, and under our events, there's these big buttons, and they can download the reservation form, and they can either fax it, mail it, or email it into us. Okay, and is there a charge for that? Yes, we do charge for the rescues. The shelters can come for free. Oftentimes, there's limited funding there, but the rescue groups do pay a very small nonprofit fee to attend, and we also accept vendors as well. So if somebody has an animal or a people-related company and they want to showcase their product and sell them, they can attend as well for a small fee. And what kind of vendors do you have lined up so far? Well, right now we have some vet hospitals. We have, I know, Easy Turf is coming, Precious Paw Boutique. So a lot of um, custom animal stuff. We have some chiropractors and some dog bakeries um, coming. So it's a lot of neat stuff. I love shopping at these events because this is the place where you find all your unique pet items and some unique people items that you don't find in your everyday store. You know, something that you'd only find online if you do a special search for. So a lot of neat stuff. Wow. And in the past, I've also noticed that you've had silent auctions. Are you planning to do that again this year? Oh, absolutely. Our silent auction is one of our most popular parts of the event, besides the animals and the bake sale. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, it is a big fundraiser for the shelter, and we're so fortunate that so many community partners, like PetSmart is our biggest um, sponsor. They donate items for us to auction off, so it's great because you get a lot of wonderful things that you can use as gifts or for yourself really inexpensively, and you know that your money is a donation going back to help the shelter animals, and yeah. it's a tax write-off. It's a real fun fundraiser. And I know I've I've gotten some pretty cool gifts there for a great price. So I, I can't say enough good things about it. And if oh, right. you enjoy silent auctions and the competition, I, it's funny. Uh, there was somebody I was bidding against last year on a particular item. And every time I'd go and I'd write my bid down, they had their eye on me. <laughs> and as soon as I'd walk away, they'd go and they'd write their bid down. <laughs> we had this little battle all the way to the end. It was pretty funny. Oh, it is. And it's it's even better when you win. <laughs> That's right. So we'll have a ton of stuff. So we try to make sure there's as much as possible so you don't have to feel like you're competitive. But, again, I think sometimes people like to do it in the spirit because they know the money goes to a great cause. That's right. Absolutely. Do you have any entertainment this year? You know what, not this year. It's, it is summertime, so it tends to be a little bit warm. So we try to keep people focused in our shaded areas, and we want people to have a good time and feel comfortable. Um, and the dogs, they do a lot of barking. <laughs> and every time we try to have entertainment, they seem to want to compete. Oh, so we okay. like to keep the focus on the animals. Okay. Now, I know every shelter and rescue has a different price for adoption, but let's talk about the uh, the fees if you want to adopt one of the pets that is a resident of the Irvine Animal Care Center because I know you have plenty of pets there yourself who need homes. Oh, absolutely. Well, we tend to have puppies and kittens available as well as adult animals, and we do charge a little bit more for puppies and kittens. Kittens are $150, and then puppies are 250 and they come with a refundable deposit if you take them to puppy school and then our adult animals are 124 cats and 124 dogs and that covers your all the vaccinations a rabies shot a microchip and for them to be spayed and neutered so they're ready to go and you don't have to invest anything in them after that other than their new bed that you can pick up here at the event and you know a leash and collar you're all set we'll even give you a free name tag and engrave it for you right then and there with whatever you want to say on it wow that's great yeah and i know if you adopt a kitty you could come back for nail trims too oh absolutely we do nail trims for life we know that um, a lot of people can be difficult on their own 
you know, a challenge to get the kitty to get their little manicures and pedicures. <laughs> so you can come in anytime and we'll take care of that for you just to help discourage scratching the furniture. And we really want to discourage the decline of animals. So we'll take care of Niltrums for the life of the kitty if you adopt from us. That's fantastic. And another program that you guys offer, which I think is very, very cool, is your Senior People for Senior Animals matchup. Can you oh, talk yeah. a little bit about that? Oh, definitely. That is actually by far one of my favorite programs. We tend to get in animals here that, you know, are a little bit older in age, and they tend to be our better trained and more relaxed, calmer animals. And what we find is that some of our older adults really just want the easy train. They're a little bit more mellow in their life, especially if they're in a retirement. So it's really a good match just personality-wise. Also, too, we realize that some of our older adults are on fixed incomes, and it can be costly, you know, to pay outright to adopt an animal. So if an uh, older adult, 62 or older, comes in and picks one of our animals that's identified as a senior, the adoption fee is actually waived. That's covered through a donation program, so they don't have any fees for the pet up front. We want to encourage, yes, our older adults to have pets in the home, so this is one of the ways we do it. And pets that live with senior people provide so much to them. It's it's great for them Absolutely. not to be alone. It keeps them healthier. There's all sorts of research to show that people are happier and healthier when they have a pet with them. So it's really a remarkable program, and I'm so glad that you guys are doing it. Oh, yes, thank you. We love it here, and it's been a great success. So definitely there's a little green stamp on the card that will tell you if it's a senior. And I'll tell you, just because it's a senior, just like a lot of our older adults, they're still pretty spunky and friendly, you know, and still have a long, a long life ahead of them. Um, they're just more mature as Absolutely. opposed to those little puppies and kittens that are going to, you know, chew up the furniture and claw up the drapes and things like that. Absolutely. I, personally, I would never adopt a puppy or a kitten because you're in for at least two years of uh Oh, yes. Terror. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and I have little kids that do that enough. So I don't need a puppy or kitten to do that. Yeah, but it's right. just, it's so nice getting an older pet because you see their personality better, what size they're going to be, and their activity level, and it helps you to make a better informed decision when you're trying to pick the lifelong pet. That's right. You know exactly what you're getting. Well, let's remind everybody one more time uh, when and what time Super Pet Adoption is. Well, it'll be here at the Irvine Animal Care Center in the city of Irvine on June 2nd, um, and the event will be from 10 to 4. 10 to 4. And is this on your website also? Oh, yes. It's right on the front screen. You can click on the big uh, button that says Super Pet, and I'll give you all the event details. And that's www.irvineshelter.org. Okay, and parking is free, and there's only a $1 admission fee. Fantastic. Well, I wish you huge success with your big event and keep us posted on how it goes and how many animals get homes, and I hope you break all kinds of records this year. I hope so, too. Thank you so much, Marie, for your support. You're very welcome. We need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Tracy Quillen from PetSafe will be stopping by to talk about the growing problem with pet obesity. So stay right where you are, and we'll be right back with more of The Pet Place here on K-Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and Tracy Quillen from PetSafe is joining me now. Welcome to the Pet Place, Tracy. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm really glad you're here today because I wanted to talk to you about the growing problem here in the United States with pet obesity. And I understand that there are far too many animals these days that are overweight. Do you know a little bit about that? 
Um, I do. We, we've been uh, looking at that. It is a uh, problem um, in the U.S. Uh, about over 50%, about 55% of dogs and cats are are obese or overweight, and that's about 80 million of our pets out there. Wow. Uh, if you total all that up. Well, that that really makes sense because I know whenever I go to any kind of pet supply store or pet park or wherever, so many of the animals I see literally look like pillows that have legs sewn on. <laughs> it's very sad because they just waddle up and down the aisles if they're in the pet supply store. And, and I see the owners stocking up on all these treats, and I'm thinking, oh, no, this is awful. What, well, what, what is going on here? Why are we making our pets so fat? Well, I think it's just, uh, you know, a combination of just our busy lifestyles and, you know, not spending enough time outside with them playing. And I think, dog, you know, dog parks are great um, to take the pet out and, uh, you know, get some get some exercise. Um, but then, it, you know, it's just uh, over, just over-treating, over, over-eating. You know, I think uh, how my wife and I uh, feed our dog, you know, we kind of have to watch, okay, who fed the dog? What, you know, whose turn was it? Because <laughs> if if one of us has fed uh, our dog Sandy, um, you know, sometimes she'll ask for more. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they'll so. say, "I haven't been fed yet, really, honest." And they look at you with those big <laughs> eyes by their empty dish. <laughs> yeah, so especially when in winter when we're not out outdoors as often, you know, walking or or playing ball, um, just have to watch it um, and you know, kind of. You know, have a uh, a measurement of you know the food. You go buy a cup or you know a scoop, and just always you know try not to give more. And and if you give treats, then then also factor that in. So um, you know, I think uh, a, a large dog like a, a golden retriever needs between I don't know a thousand and, and twelve hundred calories a day. So if you are gonna when you treat treat the dog, um, you just have to factor that factor that in and maybe back off a little on the food. How do you know how many calories you're feeding a pet? I don't think pet food really has the calorie count like people food does on the label, does it? Um, you you can some some do, most do. Um, you can uh, there's some good information, you know, sources out there um, where you can find that information. And then you know, talk to your talk to your retailer, pet specialty retailer, or um, there's some uh, some ways to find that out. Or you know, the vet the vet is actually going to be your best. Your best bet, because <laughs> okay. they because they they have vets have really been uh, focused in the last few years, you know, on that this this is a problem and you know ways to help the pet parent um, deal with that problem. Okay, we were talking about pet parks not too long ago, and it's really funny because when I take my dog to the dog park, all the people sit down on benches and they chat and they don't pay attention to what their dogs are doing. And some of the dogs actually do run around and play. But I'll tell you what most of the dogs do. When the human is just sitting down chatting, the dogs just sit down and hang out with the humans. They're not running around, so they're not getting exercise. What should people really be doing when they take their pet to a dog park? Uh, you know, uh, take a toy or a tennis ball. That may be the best. Uh, we, our dog likes to play soccer, so <laughs> we, ah. we sort of kick a kick a you know a ball around for for the dog to to chase and uh, you know any kind of deal fetch. Um, 
be a good activity. Um, and then, you know, I think just walking, if you're not going to go to a dog park, uh, walking is is good. Uh, we we do have a, a product at PetSafe called Lickety Stick, and it's a um, it's a low calorie uh, treat, and it's great for dog parks because you can uh, you can give a treat um, without you know without the mess, uh, and you can carry that treat very portable. So um, that's a good way to if you're playing ball, you can give that treat as a reward uh, when you're at the dog park. Is it like a dog or a cat lollipop sort of? Uh, yeah, in a way, it's a it's a liquid treat, so it has a roller ball on the end, and uh, and it and has comes in a variety of flavors: chicken, liver, bacon, peanut butter, cheese, <laughs> and uh, you can uh, quickly give a treat. Um, you know, keep it in your pocket, or your ladies, you know, keep it in your handbag and quickly give a treat. Um, you know, when you're playing fetch, or when you're just teaching basic commands like sit or stay. So they just lick the ball a few times, and and that's just a few calories with every lick. Yep, it's uh, it's uh, one calorie in every ten licks, and then we have a we also have a uh, a feline version, and you know it's a it's a little smaller ball, so it's one calorie in every twenty licks for cats. How do the animals respond to this? Do they realize that it's a treat? Do they go right up to it and start licking, or do you have to sort of show them what to do? They they learn very quickly uh, <laughs> how to how to uh, dispense the treat. Um, you know, it's because of the smell. It's very highly palatable. Um, the smell and because it's liquid, it, it's uh, it's real a real strong uh, smell for the animal's nose. And um, they quickly learn. They just have to lick and they they get that treat that they want. Okay, that sounds great, because I know so many people like to give their pets treats, and, and those actually, the calories start tallying up pretty quick if you give your pets lots of treats, especially when you're training them with treats. That could become a real issue. Yep. Now, how do you actually know if your pet is obese? Let's say you have a real fluffy dog, and and you tell everybody, no, 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 it's just all fluff. <laughs> <laughs> how can you tell if your pet is really obese or if it's fluff? Um, the the best way is you kind of feel their their ribs. So if you if you can't um, feel their ribs easily, then you know they may be uh, overweight. And you know, and the best thing is really just take take them into the vet if you if you think that they are, um, and the, your vet can give you some tips also on on you know helping them watch their weight. Okay, that's excellent. And you mentioned that about fifty five percent of pets in America are obese. I think that's about the same statistic for humans. So it seems to me what everybody needs to be doing is just getting out and exercising with their pet, and it'll be good for their animals, and it'll be good for them. Yep, I think that's a that's a great solution. What are your suggestions for exercise during cold, rainy months or snowy months if you're living where there's snow? I think walks are, are you know are, are the best um the best uh solution uh, um it, you know just like you said it's good for the the pet and the pet parent. Uh, are there some indoor activities though cuz I know sometimes I just really hate to go out when it's pouring down rain. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know I don't know there are some some facilities up uh in the northeast um that do have some indoor agility, you know, that might be an option. Um, 
We, oh, okay, uh, so some doggy da- daycare facilities. Yeah, dog, okay. doggy daycares, those can be good. I, I know, um, you know, you can set a certain amount of time and let, let your uh, dog have some indoor play at that time of year. That might be a good solution. Okay, so while you're going out to the indoor gym, they could be going to their indoor uh, doggy daycare that has facilities for playtime. And it's <laughs> yep, a great great way for them to be social with other animals, too, because that's really important. You want your pets to get out and meet their friends and play only the way animals can play with each other. Yep. How about kitties? Kitties have to stay indoors all the time, which is what we recommend on the pet place. How can you exercise with your kitties? Um, there are some uh, some uh, interesting toys out there for cats, um, we, and we have one uh, a pet safe called Slim Cat, and it's actually a, a little um, kind of a, a ball, like the size of a tennis ball, but it's hollow inside, and you can put their food in it, and then as as they're going to eat uh, their meal anyway, they have to work and play with that toy and kind of roll it around the, the house, and it gives them... Uh, you know, they're going to burn some calories that way. And then there's some other toys. Um, uh, we have at PetSafe called um, they're, uh, a laser device. It's just a, um, called Frolicat is one, and it um, spins around. And, you know, cats especially like chasing lasers, if you've ever had a laser pointer. Mm-hmm. So it, that's the idea of that toy, and you can turn that on for several minutes, and it gives them, uh, you know, a chance to occupy them and, and uh as they chase that laser, they're going to burn some calories. Excellent. Tracy, before I let you go, let's give out your website information. Okay. It's uh, www.petsafe.net. Easy. Okay, Tracy, this is all great information, and I'm so glad that you are able to share it with our listeners today. Okay. I really appreciate you having me on. We need to take one last break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on K-Mozart. Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Gila, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Saturday, May 28th is Bark in the Park at Dodger Stadium. Fans that purchase a special event ticket in the all-you-can-eat right field pavilion via spcala.com are invited to bring their dogs to the park and cheer on the Dodgers as they host the Florida Marlins at 7.10 p.m. The fun actually begins at 5.10 p.m. with a pregame pup rally in the parking lot between the left and right field pavilions. Each pup and their owners will check in at this location and receive a goodie bag. The rally will feature a Tillman skateboarding demo as well as contests including Dog That Looks Most Like Tillman, Dog That Shows Most Dodger Spirit, Biggest Dog, and Smallest Dog. Immediately following the pup rally, Fans will parade around the warning track of the field with their dogs. Sounds like great fun. For more information, visit www.spcala.com. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day. 